Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, January 17th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adelia Jr., and joining me, of course, is Tim motherfucking Gettys. Tim. What is up, Bless? You listen to that uh, that new Eminem? I'm two-thirds through it. Two-thirds through it. Two-thirds. I All like right. to listen to albums front to back, like, to, to well, without skipping, without rewinding mm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, usually I like doing it in one sitting, but it was too late last night. So mm. I was like, I, I need to pay more attention to this, so I'm going to get to that last third today. Okay. So far, it's a, it's a ride. I'll tell it, you that. It definitely is a ride. There's uh. something about modern Eminem where... You don't know what you're gonna get, never. But you know that you're probably you're probably gonna be disappointed. <laughs> Absolutely, and I will say, not as disappointed as I, I expected to really? be. Really? Okay. Not as stoked as I expected to be. No. It's kind of just it's there. Yeah. I'm excited to to finish it out. I see some slaughterhouse features coming up. Dude, a little yeah. Slaughterhouse mini revival. Yeah, I that's think that's, exciting. I think that's the thing is that I think a lot of the so I think my favorite parts of this album are the parts where Eminem isn't rapping. Mm, you know, mm. like there's a Juice World feature on it. The Juice World feature, but is that great. one where he. I'm rapping on that song, kind of kills it. Not bad at all. Yeah, but there's also like there's a Royce Five Nine. Well, there's a couple of Royce Five Nine features. There's a Black Thought feature on there. There's Q-tip. Um, Q-tip. Yeah, like there's quite a few features on there where I'm like, all right, these kind of these kind of save it a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see. If you guys want more of our thoughts on uh, Eminem's latest album, what is it? Music to Murder by, which I get yeah. is the music Alfred to be murdered by. I think. I forget what it is. Either way, I'm like, this doesn't fit name. the sound of this at all. No. Uh, but if you want more, tweet us. We might do a review of it uh, next week. We might not. It depends on how much interest there is. Yeah. Yeah. Really but quick, have either of you listened to Mac Miller's uh, album? No, I cool want Greg to. Cool Greg did. I uh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I still time. need to download it and check it out. Yeah. I, Mac I Miller will probably be the next one I get to. Then yeah. probably Dreamville. Ooh, those are the three okay, that okay. dropped. I think they all dropped yesterday. I think Dreamville. They did. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so I'm going to get to those. But of course, this is a video games podcast or mm-hmm. video game show, I should say. Uh, today's stories include another delay because we've upset, we've upset the gods, apparently. <laughs> somebody out there hates us. Shuhei, Reggie, somebody, whoever it is, please, please forgive Figure us. This out. Yeah, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free now it's time for some housekeeping thank you to our patreon producers blackjack and muhammad muhammad today we're brought to you by upstart hymns and quit but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. We have four stories today. A Baker's Dozen. Starting off. Before you do that, this is housekeeping that I want to do and I forgot about. I want to show this baby off real fast. Oh, yeah. This debuting, if I remember correctly, next Tuesday on kindoffunny.com slash store. The new PS I Love You crew neck sweater. Is there any way we can get the one, Barrett? There it is. Look at how it's beautiful hot. it is. That it is hot. hot. It's going to keep you warm in those winter nights, and it's going to make you look hot every other time. I feel hot wearing it right now, Tim. Yeah, oh, you're you wearing it right now? Oh, yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. I see. That. Dude, Barrett. I'm, I'm looking like a that. snack today, man. Two C's. Thank you. Thank you. Two C's, man. All right. All right. And what's actually, the first story? Actually, also, for, to add to housekeeping, I need to get better about this. I need to pay attention to what's going on on Kind of Funny. You're kind right. of funny first impressions. You're right. First episode yep. of first impressions. First went episode up. of first impressions. I think it was a really fun one. It's me, Andy, and Imran Khan were playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. We streamed mm-hmm. it on Thursday evening or Thursday afternoon. It was around two p.m. Uh, and it went up live today this yeah. morning. And yeah, it's it's us playing Kakarot for about 
55 minutes to an hour uh, talking about our first impressions, how we feel how we feel about the game so far. And I think it was a really good video. Like yeah. I think it's a very good look very, very at good, the game. Yeah, very good look at the game, but also a very good look at what kind of funny first impressions is going to be. Yeah, right? and we're like, doing it next week too. If all goes as planned and there's no delays, yeah, you never know what's going to happen days, anymore. Uh, but we're going to be doing uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC. The Remind Oh, DLC. nice. Remind. Yeah, I think that's going to be me, uh, Imran, and I'm going to hit up Belinda, see if she's free. Oh. But we'll see what's up. We'll see what's up. Number one, Iron Man VR gets delayed. This comes from developer Camouflage's Twitter. They write, in order to deliver on our vision and meet the high expectations of our amazing community, we've made the difficult decision to move Marvel's Iron Man VR to a May 15th, May 15, 2020 release. We truly appreciate your patience and understanding. You'll be hearing from us again soon. Iron Man VR was originally due out February 28th. Tim, what is happening? You know, video games, man. I, I yeah. feel like there was a, a rush in the last couple of years to ship the industry towards the beginning of the year. Um, and we've seen a lot of success yeah. with that, where before it was just fall, 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 fall. Yeah, right? I think it started off with, like, Dying Light. It was a, Yeah, Dying Light was the first kind of game that, like, tested the waters. And I don't think that was on purpose, um, but it seemed to work for them. And I mm -hmm. think that from there, Sony's strategy definitely shifted to, to first-party titles being yeah. in spring, while third-party titles kind of pulled down the fall. Um, I think that we're now dealing with what originally caused that to happen, which was games that were being designed for the fall that shifted into the spring. Yeah. Now they're in the spring being shifted into the summer. Um, it's interesting to look at all of these games, like pretty much all of the major games um, that we knew were coming in, the, in the, the first couple months of the year, all being shifted almost together yeah. in one push to from March and April to May and September. Yeah, or from yeah, yeah, exactly. You that know? Exa yeah, uh, Katie writes in, is, writes in and says, "Hey guys, now Iron Man VR is delayed. I have a theory that all the recent delays are a symptom of high ups, higher ups wanting to get ahead of the new consoles and and avoid the second half of this year when the actual devs can't crunch hard enough to keep to keep to that which they knew all along, but unrealistic deadlines were still given and announced publicly. Hmm. Do you think?" that's anywhere close to accurate and if so do you think there's any possibility of the of the console launches themselves being pushed back to early 2021 to avoid disrupting the end of this gen of of game sales thanks for reading and have a good weekend i don't think so yeah uh, no. on any of those fronts i don't think that the consoles are going to get delayed no I think not that at they, all. yeah they're they're ready for that they don't want to miss that that holiday time like if if there was a uh plan for a spring release of a console i think that could be very successful but they would have to double down on that now and be preparing people for it. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you got to hit those holidays. I mean, we saw it with the Switch. That was a March launch, and that was yeah. massively successful. And I, the, I think the Switch also is is an interesting one because it is Nintendo, and they are mm -hmm. kind of separate from the big boys. Even though Nintendo, I guess you could call them a big boy, but they're not Xbox One. They're not, they're not Xbox, and they're not PlayStation, right? Yeah. And so they don't necessarily have to worry about big third party games wanting to come out in the fall. Exactly. Right? And these are these consoles are going to want to want to launch with. You know, Watch Dogs or Assassin's Creed or whatever big third-party titles are going to be there mm -hmm. for launch for these consoles. Yeah, because that is what's going to carry them, and it is what's yeah. going to push them through the holidays into next year when we start getting actual yeah. real exclusives of consoles. And so I don't think I think there's literally zero percent of consoles getting delayed into 2021 because a console getting delayed messes up so many things, right? Yeah. It messes up you know third-party releases, uh, first-party releases, plans for the fiscal years. Um, and it, it's kind of like a ripple effect where once you move once you, once you move a console forward, there are so many things down the line that just get shifted and pushed and get weird. And that I don't think that can happen unless there's something drastically messed up with yeah. with, with like 
hardware that you can't fix through a patch in a console. In terms of the delays happening because of um, you know the higher ups kind of mm-hmm. pushing them to get stuff out like yeah, far before, enough away from yeah. the the new gen, I don't buy it because of the games that are getting delayed and because of where they're getting delayed too. I there's no chance that uh, Cyberpunk wanted to be this close to the new. Uh, the console Constantly. launches without yeah. actually being on it as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that for them, they had this plan, and it's not like they... they to them, it, it's kind of the, the thing that matters least, where they can come out whenever, and it's going to sell, mm-hmm. I would say, equally, right? The, Cyberpunk's the type of game that can come out three months after the console launch and still <laughs> just destroy. Yeah. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. I think the thing for me... I, I buy this a little bit in the sense that I think for Cyberpunk, there's obviously going to be a next-gen version of Cyberpunk. I think that's what everybody's guessing. And I can't remember if they've even hinted towards that. I think they might have. But I think for them, right, they could do the Last of Us thing where if they if they were to release Cyberpunk in... Uh, what was it originally? Like May? Or mm-hmm. was it... April. Was it April? If they released Cyberpunk in April, they have that first big splash, right? There's like a hundred million? No. 104 million 104 PS4s. 104 million PS4s. Let's say 40, 40. To f- 40 to 50 million Xboxes out there, right? And however many PCs. You know, they could hit all of those in spring and then have that second wind when the new consoles come out. And that's yeah. all, that's having two releases right there. When you smush those together, and th- that depends on when Cyberpunk will come out for next gen, right? It could be a GTA Five situation where it comes out like a year, a year later. Yeah. But having those two big splashes and being able to splash on current gen before next gen comes out, so that it doesn't feel like it's a previous gen title at that point, I think means a lot, or at least means something somewhat to these two two publishers, right? I buy it more so for Marvel's Avengers mm-hmm. since that is a live game and that is a game that I I think has a big chance of getting looked over by the by coming out at the very end of the generation as opposed to spring before the end of the generation. Same with things like uh, Watch Dogs Legion or Gods and Monsters, right? Like there's like. And I, man, there's a lot of games that got delayed this week. Because um, what was the, what's the one other one? Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy yeah, um, I could see I could see the mindset of being like, hey, let's try and get these out earlier in the year to avoid just the the the, the um, all the information of a new console coming out, mm-hmm. right? Like that's where people's eyes and ears are gonna be focused coming up to a launch, right? You don't yeah. want to get in the way of launch titles. You don't want to get a, get in the way of new consoles. You don't want to get a, get in the way of fall releases, and so. Let's aim for spring, and then uh, devs working on the game, they might know realistically that, like, yeah, this might not hit spring, but they try for it anyway, yeah. and then realize that, like, yeah, this it's not going to work, and so we have to put this out later. Totally. I mean, I think one of the more interesting ones to look at is Final Fantasy VII, where it is a console, at least timed exclusive, so it is a PlayStation-exclusive game right now, mm-hmm. and you'd imagine Sony has a lot of say and, like, push into to trying to get it away from the, yeah. the console launch and stuff. It is just delayed a month. It's not like this yeah. one got pushed. Like this one, I feel like, kind of has its own storyline. For, sure. right? for sure. For uh, sure. But then you look at Iron Man VR today, and it's just like that to me totally just screams like they, they need more so than the other delays. This one feels like they need it to like fix the game. Yeah. Like to make sure that it is where they need it to be because it, I think, is lower profile than the other ones, especially because it has VR, which means there's less of an install base for yeah. even, even the people that could be interested in that, it. That's one that I, yeah, that I don't think applies to this reasoning because, yeah, like if even if Iron Man VR was delayed till fall, mm-hmm. right? It's not like like PSVR two isn't coming out, right? Like it, Iron Man VR is the type of game that I think could come out post PS five and still be fine, right? It'd probably still sell the same, do the same. Wouldn't really that wouldn't really affect it as much as 
a standard release on a console, um, I think kind of gets away with, gets away from that. But other games, like for me, I think the main one, the main one I probably think of is Marvel's Avengers, where you know that game when we even saw it at E3, it wasn't really, it didn't seem like it was finished, right? Yeah. It, it 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 seemed like it was kind of it, it needed. Some it polish. felt more like a vertical slice yeah. of a game than a full game, and that's scary because we haven't really seen that type of demo at E3 in a long time. Really? Like I, I, it, in my experience, like it was the first time I saw someone. I'm like, oh man, this reminds me of like the early like 2009 and before days of wow. like E3 showing something where it's like this this is what the game is, and mm-hmm. it feels more proof of concept than um, actual like oh that's what the whole game's going to be. Mm-hmm. It felt like that is a demo that's trying to entice me, but everything else you're saying about the game doesn't back up what you showed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't t- until. I feel like recently where we saw more footage of, of Marvel's Avengers and got a better idea of what the game is and more people started to feel more confident in it yeah. because they had probably more time to... The demo was out. presented like Uncharted. The, the game and everything they've said since yeah. has been presented like Destiny. Destiny. Yeah. And so that's an interesting thing, right? And I think that might apply to them wanting to get it out earlier and maybe not having all that stuff fleshed out and ready to go yet. Um, maybe similar with Ubisoft and their delays. If you remember like Gods of Monsters and... And Watch Dogs Legion were, were both supposed to come out like February, Marchish, and got delayed to Q3, Q4. And I think, you know, that possibly could be a symptom of this. I think their reasoning was that they wanted to uh, polish it up more because Ghost Recon Breakpoint, was that the one that came out in the fall? Breakpoint? Barry, do you that remember? That sounds right. Yeah, I think, I think it's the Breakpoint. One the, the one with uh, Punisher. Shane. Yeah, Shane from Walking Dead. That game didn't perform as well as they wanted, to, wanted it to, um, and in their earnings call, they talked about, yeah, we're going to push everything forward to give it, give things more time to breathe and give things more time for development, so that we're not making those same mistakes. That could be a that could be a symptom of you know them thinking they could get they want to get it out in February to avoid being later, right, or to avoid being out near the console launch. And like, I think if if my theory is correct, which is they want Assassin's Creed out by launch like this fall because that probably makes sense for the two-year rotation they're doing you know maybe that contributes to them being like okay we need to get these games out as early as possible so we have time between assassin's creed so we're not putting out watchdogs and assassin's creed on top of each other each other yeah uh greg miller just sent in something to me from jordan ramey over at GameSpot. no current plans for ps5 xbox series x versions of cyberpunk 2077 says cd project red as of right now, Cyberpunk is heading for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the PC. Nothing has changed in regard to those plans, CD Projekt Red CFO said on a teleconference call held to address questions about the new release date. We're going with the same plans that we set. Uh, Cyberpunk was always designed for PS4 and Xbox One. We're thinking about the next gen, but for now, we're focused on the current generation. That plan is still valid. Interesting. Um, that said, in a previous financial report, uh, they said if there's an opportunity for us to launch Cyberpunk for another generation, we'd want to do this probably. So there's still a fairly strong possibility of them happening. Yeah. Um, there's always something happening no matter what time of year you're looking at. The games industry is not an industry where you can say that any given month is safer for whatever reason. So in that regard, we don't see September as more threatening than April or June. Um, let's see. Though obviously no scheduled release date for a video game set in stone, CD Projekt Red is confident that it'll hit its new date and not be delayed again, saying, yeah, we pretty much know and understand what aspects of the game still require work. Interesting. So with this, this kind of goes against what I believe Next Gen is going to look like, but I still am pushing it because they can say whatever they want, and mm-hmm. it, this still kind of fits with my theory that 
next gen and this gen are going to have a much more seamless integration than we've ever seen before. Avengers coming in September might not be that bad because it's going to be playable on Xbox Series X and PS5. Uh, PS5 in a way that before that wasn't the case. Back generations ago when it was the case, um, like even with, like let's say, going from PS2 to PS3, right? Mm. If you bought the specific version of the PS3 that was backwards compatible, compatible, you could, but that already split the fan base, whatever. Going to gen back from PS1 to PS2, sure, you could do that, but there weren't features like online or yeah. a, an ecosystem of trophies or whatever that had any... It didn't matter, mm -hmm. right? Like the only thing that mattered then is like, can I save my games from PS1 and PS2? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, that sucks. But mm -hmm. now it's like, what is the difference between playing Avengers on PS4 or Avengers on PS5 if you're still using your PlayStation Plus account to play online and it's still tied to your account? Yeah. Right. So in some ways, getting this game, getting Avengers out in September, and um, let's say the launch lineup of PS5 is not that great. But it's still enticing when they can be like, hey, but Avengers is going to be better on PS. It's best on PS5. Yeah. Right. All Sony needs to do is come up with some type of marketing thing to be like best on PS5. And, that, and that's the thing. I think for Avengers, like everything you said applies for Cyberpunk. I don't believe like, I don't believe them. Right. I think they are like they're for sure going to put out a PS5 version, whether it's like a year down the line or, or whatever it is. It's going to happen. Um even with backwards compatibility, I think there's there will be some sort of thing they can put on the box, right? Whether it is Game of the Year edition or uh, Ray Tracing edition, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how that stuff's going to look with the PS5 yet, but I think there's too much money there for them to, like, to, for them not to put it out on PS5 and, and or make a new version, even if it is, like, a Game of the Year edition, which, you know, doesn't necessarily... That's a thing that could happen on the same console generation, I think... For PS5, they're, they'll, they'll want to individualize it somehow. Yeah. I wonder. I, I mean, then here's the thing. We've talked about this on Games Daily before, and there's been a lot of information both ways with evidence that totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. But what is Halo Infinite going to look like? Like, what's the box of Halo Infinite going to look like? Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, does it's it just like, say Xbox? At what point does Xbox just shift entirely over to Xbox branding, where it's not Xbox One or Xbox, and it's like, this game just works. It just works, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I feel like that could kind of dictate a lot of what this means because what what if it was you just buy Cyberpunk? It's best on if you're on the Sony side. It's best on PlayStation Five, and it is a a, a patch. It is some type of download that gives you the ray tracing and all the yeah. fancy bullshit. You know, interesting. It's an that, interesting the money's still there if if you do it that way. It's yeah. not as much money because you're not double dipping completely. But at that point, that's when you do ship another box of Game of the Year edition just to do that to give people the option to buy physically. You know? Yeah. This is my favorite time of the year, of the console it's, generation. It's where, crazy, where we just man. don't know. We don't know. We don't know and, anything. And soon we're going to know everything. It's just like yeah. all of a sudden everything's going to click and it's going to be like, oh, this is what it looks like. And mm -hmm. we have so much information already. And like with all these delays, it's crazy. Like we're at a point that unless these games get delayed again, which could totally happen, yeah. there's not many more games that can get delayed of consequence. Yeah. I feel like what's left on the list? Ori? Ori. Uh, they're probably not going to delay Doom Eternal again. I got. I I'm, I'm gonna open up my dock of like games that are that are coming out because one I have to update it because of all these new dates, but also I just want to see what's left. Like games 2020 dreams is not gonna get delayed. Is it not gonna get delayed? I, I mean, I guess you're right. I haven't heard much about it, but like I, I feel like we would have heard by now if the game coming out yeah, in that's less than a month three away. weeks. Yeah, crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened. When man, does true. Persona Five Scramble have a date? Uh, not for only U.S. It's so oh, only it's February twentieth in Japan. Yeah, I would. And have it, it so it'll dog. probably come out in like September uh, in U.S. or something like that. 
All right. Yeah. As a uh, reminder, Dreams has gone gold. They've already put out. Oh, it's gone gold. Yeah. Oh, dope. Okay. Hey, bleeding, I mean, bleeding Edge, uh, March twenty fourth. Like that could get. That's delayed. one that like it totally could get delayed, or like I wouldn't be surprised if it actually hits the date because I feel like that game's just been happening in the background. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Half Life uh, Alex is the one where I'm like, I don't believe that's hit in March. Really? You, know? you, th- you, you think that's going to I mean, I, sure? I just don't believe it's going to, but uh-huh. I also only... don't think that they would have said it if it, they weren't ready for it. But they, again, this is what I said yesterday, I think, with uh, Greg and Fran or whatever. Um, this is two, we're two months away from March, essentially, and they've only given a month. They haven't even given like an actual date yet, which I find very weird. And for... then for uh, Half-Life oh. Alex. Wait, and they're not going to give a date for that one? They it's haven't given March, a date. Yeah. It's just March. Oh, and wow. then the other thing I think Greg brought up was that um, they're, uh, apparently they're supposed to be at the Game Awards, and then they dropped oh, yeah. out last second. I mean, so, they, like, they, that's weird. Yeah. The, the Game Awards date was announced with a Half-Life announcement. Yeah. <laughs> about yeah. They were going to be there, and then they, at the last second, last like an hour before the show, pulled out. Yeah. But what does the... I don't know what message that is, because to me... The scheming motherfucker that I am, I take that as there's some disagreements between uh, the high ups of Valve and like how they want to talk about this game because mm-hmm. like they control the messaging of this in a way that I, I don't think we've ever seen for a video game before, where they can literally do whatever they want and it will. They don't need marketing for this game. It's gonna do what it's gonna do. Yeah. Right. I think that uh, in as close as we want, they can do just one more event and they're like, "Here's what the game is. Here's the blood. Here's the date." And people are gonna be like, "All right, I'm in." You know. Yeah. We'll see, man. Yeah. We'll see. This fall or this this uh, spring, nobody's safe. Nobody's the safe. People who, the people who are left, the games that are left, the game- <laughs> which are like two at this point. Yeah, honestly, there's just not that many left. Like Last of Us, I do not think it's going to get delayed. Yeah. Um, we still have Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII, I mean, it got delayed till the one month. Like yeah. To me, that one month is like... The yeah. we got to figure out these final things. We saw it with yeah. Final Fantasy 15. Right. It got delayed. Well, I mean... To, it officially it got, got delayed, delayed once. Yeah. And then it happened when the next time that they said. Yeah. And, and then Resident Evil 3, that one like seems seems locked. Um, and then the last game of consequence is Fast and Furious Crossroads. Yeah. <laughs> Which can that get delayed? <laughs> we'll see. Number two, Call of Duty totally dominated the 20 best selling video games of the decade. This is from Eric Kane of Forbes. The, the MPD group has come out with its report on the best-selling games in the United States. This time, the report not only details last month's sales, but also last year's in the last decade. The best-selling games of 2010 through 2019 are largely dominated by Call of Duty and Rockstar. Call of Duty titles make up seven out of the top ten games of the decade, and fully half of the top 20. Jesus. Dude, Activision is getting that money money. Rockstar, meanwhile, holds the number one spot. Here are the top... T- here are the top 20 best-selling games of 2010 through 2019. So this is of the last decade. I'm going to start at number 20 to make it Yeah, fun. I was about to say, start at yeah. the end. because. So number 20, <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront 2015, which I would that's not have guessed. That's fucking wild. That's <laughs> super wild. Well, that's also before, like, people were buying that game because we didn't know if it was going to be a disappointment or not. Yeah. Then, you know, we but even still, it. like, I, right, I don't think that's wild at all. Really? That was like Star Wars the, Battlefront? The first EA, like the first like major Star Wars game after yeah, the Disney yeah. acquisition. Yeah, but weren't people it like... It looked a, beautiful. It looked, it, looked, it looked amazing, but I feel like yeah. once that game came out, people were like immediately upset with it. Oh, they? yeah, but that's that was the after thing, they bought it, the, Yeah, that's after they bought it, though. Yeah. It's like yeah. We, we have our thoughts on Star Wars Battlefront now, but like there was an excitement. Like you, it, it reminds yeah. me of the excitement there was before that game came out. But even it still, was pretty as fuck. To, like, to reach this, this type of sales, I feel like that's over time. They have to accumulate that, right? Mm. So even if this game sold 
millions at yeah. launch for it to like continue to sell enough for it's, it's Star to make Wars, 20. man. Like they they have that name recognition that it's like the mom and pops walking into a, a game. Oh yeah, that, store. I mean, that's you know true. what I mean? Just you being see like, Star Wars. Oh man, like, and oh. like how discounted was this? <laughs> true. You know. True. True. Uh, then number nineteen, we have the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Hell yeah! Which is pretty pretty awesome. The game came out in twenty seventeen, and so that's over the last three years it was able to make across two 10. consoles. Yeah, across two consoles. Yeah, it Wii sold U you know approximately the... what was it like fifteen million on the Switch and like and then two copies like, on yeah, the Wii. U? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is pretty pretty cool. Number eighteen, Destiny. Number seventeen, Battlefield Four. Number sixteen, Battlefield One. Number 15, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Number 14, Mario Kart 8. Hell yeah. Which is pretty cool. I, I wonder if that counts Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Deluxe. It, it has must. to. It's got it. There's no because way it doesn't. Because like, there's only the 3 million. The Wii U only had 13 million. Or 13 million Wii U's. Yeah. 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 That seems weird, though. I don't know. that. Like, that's... Because Mario Kart 8... Some shady counting. And if you look, if, I mean, if you look at the list, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe isn't on there, and so it has to. Yeah. Because Mario Kart 8 Deluxe would have already outsold Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U. Mm -hmm. The number 13, we have Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. Number 12, we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. I'm surprised Skyrim is only number 13. I know. But I guess Call of Duty is just a powerhouse. The systems that thing is on. Yeah, it's everywhere. Number 11, we have Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. And number 10, we have Minecraft. And number 9, we have Call of Duty Black Ops 4. I hate that they don't do regular Roman, uh, Roman numerals. They have four eyes <laughs> or four letter eyes. And so I looked at it. I was like, is that three or four? Number eight, we have Call of Duty World War Two. Number seven, we have Red Dead Redemption 2. Which is wild. And number That is wild. And number six, we have Call of Duty Ghosts. And number five, we have Call of Duty Black Ops 3. And number four, we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. At number... Three, we have Call of Duty Black Ops 2. And number two, we have Call of Duty Black Ops. And at number one, we have Grand Theft Auto 5. So I feel like a lot of that is to be expected, especially uh, GTA 5 at number one. Yeah. And but, Bla um, Black Ops 1, I'm, I'm surprised Black Ops 2 is all the way up there, but Black Ops dude, 1. Dude, Black Ops. Yeah. The Black first one, dude. I yeah. I loved. I I pretty much love all the Black Ops games. Catch, like, me, I, catch, me, catch me in Gun Game. What's up, man? Oh, dude, do you want to play some Gun Game? Let's fucking dude, let's go. Let's play some Gun Game. Hell I freaking yeah. used to love Gun Game. Gun, gun game, game was like almost the battle royale before battle royale. Yeah, existed. I mean, Gun Game and Sticks and Stones were the Ooh. two modes me and my homies played all the time. Fuck yeah! I think was it Black Ops Two that had like the ship map that you would play on? That had like that, the yacht. That's. I think that was two. Are you sure? I'm almost pa. I'm. Okay. I want to say I'm positive it was okay, two because okay, okay. Black Ops three was on PS four, Black Ops two I want to say was PS three. It was it was yeah I think that was the one we were, where we played on the ship. Okay, but yeah it was ship sticks and stones, dude, so much fun, so much fun, so that much fun, fucking awesome. The I, most surprising thing to me here is Minecraft at number ten. I know you yeah think it's interesting. That's why I'm. I'm curious on so what I'm, this, I'm doing a little digging is. here. Is it sales? My, Minecraft sales. We're seeing that. Um, I mean, as of May 2019, mm -hmm. it says they've officially sold um, 176 million copies worldwide. That's that's a fuck ton of copies. Yeah. What I'm thinking is Minecraft technically came out May 17, 2009. So oh. what if the sales from June to December don't count towards this because they weren't sold in the decade? I mean, probably not. But I, ma I imagine for sales, is this counting copies sold or is it counting money made because i feel like money made in minecraft isn't no it's it's copy sold is they it don't, copy they sold? Don't, yeah you can't yeah it's sales like this are always uh copy sold because you can't oh, okay you can't if you counted the uh, like microtransactions and shit it would be like 10 cent games everywhere you know yeah. true this is fair interesting yeah the minecraft thing hmm 
But like, was was Minecraft popping like that in the first six months? Oh, that's dude. that's the question yeah. though. I don't think it was. And and that's the other thing where it's like, wasn't Minecraft like free for a bit when it was first coming out? Shit, I don't know. That was like eleven years ago. I barely remember. Like, this I feel morning. like I remember. You, you had a pacifier in your mouth. <laughs> Fuck you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I was only a year younger than Blessing. Yeah, dude, I, I just got body trained at that point. God damn. All right, hold on. Let's... You can't lean into it too, Blessing. Come, come on. Uh... See, some of this doesn't make sense to me because it's like the Call of Duty franchise has sold over an estimated two hundred fifty million units also, worldwide. Also, this, this is MPD, so this, this is, is only twenty sixteen. This is digital, not included. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I think that's go. probably the thing, because Minecraft... And there you go, ladies Minecraft and is one of those games that you probably would have gotten digital. Yep. The vast majority of people got it digital. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the top 10 selling video games of December 2019. Uh, let's see. Starting at number 10, we have Minecraft. Number 9, we have po- po- Pokemon Shield. Number 8, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number 7, Mario Kart 8. Number 6, Pokemon Sword. Number 5, Luigi's Mansion 3. Number 4, NBA 2K20. Number 3, Madden NFL 20. And then number 2, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Number 1, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. That's uh, December. And then the top 10 selling video games of 2019. So this is year to date, ending in December 2019. Number 10, we have Mario Kart 8. Uh, and here they have a asterisk. I'm wondering if that asterisk will tell me. I think it's, it's uh, del- deluxe, but I, I I think it's specifically like the Nintendo doesn't give out their digital sales or something like that, isn't it? Oh right? yeah, I, I that's, that's probably that's what thing. it is. Because yeah, they're still not saying deluxe, but we're just going to assume that's deluxe. Number nine, we have Tom Clancy's The Division Two. And number eight, we have Kingdom Hearts Three. And number seven, oh. we have Smash Brothers Ultimate. And number six, we have Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And number five, we have Mortal Kombat Eleven. And number four, we have Borderlands Three. At number three, we have, we have Madden NFL 20. At number two, we have NBA 2K20. At number one, we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. Checks out. Damn. Checks out. Checks out. Checks out. Uh, Frank Furter writes in and says, Good morning, Blessing and Tim. MPD released the top-selling games of the decade, and while it's no huge surprise GTA V is at the top, it is somewhat shocking to me that only one of them is a solely single-player game. If I really think about it, I shouldn't be surprised... It, it shouldn't be surprising that the list is made up of multiple Call of Duty games, but even the bad ones still outsold games like The Last of Us, Bioshock Infinite, Mass Effect 2, and any of the Soul games, any of the, and any of the re- rebooted Tomb Raider games, and the list goes on. With Skyrim, being, with Skyrim becoming the new Doom in terms of, be, of it being on everything, do you think console exclusivity hurts single-player games from selling copies in terms of making these top-selling unit top-selling top lists would putting them on every console help them since most of the games i've listed are the ma- are on the major consoles thanks for all you do frank furter yeah yeah i mean that's the, <laughs> yeah. the the thing is though when you look at games like last of us or horizon or like god of war Right. Like, the point of those games isn't necessarily to sell units. Like, they, they aren't to sell uh, uh, game units, right? They are to sell consoles. And so, in that sense, they're fulfilling their purpose, right? If Last of Us was cross-console, cross was on PC and Switch and everything, right? Like, it sell way more copies, but Sony doesn't really... Sony, Sony more so wants that game to sell PlayStation more than it's it about attach rate. Yeah, you know, and and that's that's the thing is I feel that when you look at first party titles, they do sell more on the console than third party games tend to do on the single console because yeah. it is exclusive, and that's the point. So let's just say that Horizon sell Horizon Two will sell uh, fourteen 
million on PS5, whatever, eventually. Mm-hmm. Then, and if it was multi-plat, then total it might sell 20 million. You know? Yeah. But it's like there was so much more on PlayStation because it is an exclusive and because people are going there as a destination event to play that game. And they're buying this, the console for that game. I also just think that, you know, it's an impossible thing to chase the making the highest selling games of all time or all the decade lists. Like, yeah. there are games, there's a system to that. You can look at the the um, rankings and totally see what it is. And it is, it's Grand Theft Auto, it's Call of Duty. It's these games that yeah. have the mainstream hooks in social dynamics of keeping you playing year after year. And that's the thing, right? Like, a lot of these games continue to sell and sell and sell because, you know, people want to play with their friends. There's more content being added over time, and there's reasons to keep returning to the game over and over and over again. That's why GTA V is top 10 every year still, even though that game originally came out in 2013. And it's not because of the campaign. Yeah, it's not because... That's the thing is you finish the campaign and get, like, for... even the most amazing campaign, like Last of Us, mm-hmm. it's like that. There, it's, it's limited on how many copies it can sell. Yeah, you know, because it, it's not going to have the type of reach of people being like, "You got to buy it." Also, there's the the borrow ability, right? Where it's like, yeah. "Oh man, I borrowed my my friend, my friend Curran borrowed my Last of Us, beat Last of Us. He didn't need to buy Last of Us. He's going to buy Last of Us two now. Mm-hmm. So there's an advantage there. Yeah. But whereas Call of Duty, it's like, oh man, we all want to play. We all need copies of the game. You exactly. Know. We all need copies of the game, and like with that, even over time, right? What, we're gonna we're gonna have people come and join us and play with us, you know, five years from now because those these games last, mm-hmm. right? Maybe not with Call of Duty. A Call of Duty might not last for five years, but something like Mario Kart Eight, right? Like that Mario Kart is always in the, is always one of the top selling games on Switch because it's a communal experience. It's something that's easy for everybody to kind of jump into. Yeah. And so, number three. CD Projekt Red reveals that development staff have been required to crunch on upcoming RPG. This is from Brendan Sinclair with additional reporting by Hayden Taylor. This is an update also to their article that I think uh, Greg and Fran might have talked about yesterday. There's a required reading today of Jason Schreier over at Kotaku. Um, He did a very in-depth look at this. And, you know, he's always uh, the one that's kind of the, the leading journalist when it comes to the to reporting to on covering like studio union culture. studio culture all that stuff, yeah so. and so this is essentially game industry.biz's update to their story yesterday about how cyberpunk was delayed so this says update january 7th no january 17th 2020 in a call with investors cd project joint ceo adam kasinski confirmed that studio staff have been required to crunch on the development of, of cyberpunk 2077 they wrote it's a typo they say uh 20 20,177 <laughs> during the call one investor asked if the development team had been required to crunch to which kasinski responded quote to some degree yes to be honest we try to limit crunch as much as possible but is but it is the final stage we try to be reasonable in this rec- in this regard but yes unfortunately end quote last year city project red announced it was introducing a non non-obligatory crunch policy policy and asked developers to push back if the hours were too punishing the developers also faced criticism previously over working conditions and in 2017 responded to a deluge of negative reviews on workplace review website glassdoor one person wrote at the time quote crunch here is insane we read about bungie's crunch and mass effect andromeda crunch and laughed and crunch will hit current project hard because spreadsheet planning plus incompetent overseers equals hemorrhoids, bad back, and depression, end quote. Oof. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah, man. That's rough. It is. 
It really is. Yeah. And this is go read the Jason Schreier article because I feel like he definitely adds a lot of context to this mm-hmm. of um, potential solutions and stuff. A lot of them involving unions, but it, it's I I don't know I don't know the solution to this. We've talked about this so many times over the last couple of years, and we're going to continue to talk about it a lot. It sucks. Yeah. And you know, saying that something is not obligatory crunch is like okay, but really though, is it? Yeah. You know, what, like are you, how, what are you doing to support that? Versus, exactly. Like, are you encouraging the, this behavior? Does it like do workers feel safe pushing back? You yeah. know, how do, like what is what is the state of your studio and the, and the culture of your studio, and how is that like? You know, does 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 that reflect in the final product, and does that reflect in how your workers are feeling at the end of the day? In Jason's article, there's a bit talking about crystal dynamic, crystal dynamics, and uh, something that they do there, where um, if you you get a, like a raffle ticket for. Ex, like overtime hours worked, mm-hmm. and the, then you can win stuff. Oh wow! So it kind of incentivizes. Yeah, that's like an incentive going. to. And it's just like that sounds super shady if you wanted to. It yeah. also sounds like hey, at least they're trying to come up with something to like mm-hmm. keep you going. But it's just like man, it just sucks. It sucks that there's not a clean answer. That's just that isn't. Um, hey, the working environments are going to be. Yeah, it's like g- just perfect, work- and the games are going to come out every ten years. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and there was a question, I didn't include the question, but there was a question that I saw written in of somebody being like, how do we, like, do we buy the games that get crunched on? Or, like, how do we respond and all and all this stuff as consumers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, it's a tough thing to think about, right? I think for me, the thing I always come back to is that it's kind of on each individual to figure out, like, what is your line? What is, what are, what are, you, what are you comfortable with? I think the thing I kind of look at when it comes to development and it comes to, uh, workplace culture and whether or not I should buy a game is that a lot of times like if a lot a lot of times people who work on a game still care about that product even if those conditions mm-hmm. aren't the conditions con- conditions in which they are developing that product aren't the best right like I remember watching the Telltale documentary that NoClip did shout out to NoClip and uh, you know this is this is after Telltale had closed all of a sudden right and essentially screwed all their workers. And there were people talking about how they were so excited for the next game they were making. They knew, like, yeah, like, conditions here aren't necessarily the best working conditions in the world. And, like, Telltale isn't necessarily, you know, doing their best to really put us in a position to succeed. This engine sucks. All this different stuff sucks. But they're still extremely excited about the next project they're working on. And you can see in their eyes, like, they're passionate about it. Right. And for me, I'm like, do I not buy a game, even though this person that worked on it is passionate about it because of how the studio is treating this person? Like... That still feels shitty. It does, and man. so again, it, it goes back to there's no no right answer because not supporting the game means you're not supporting these people, and yeah. like it, you know they're gonna ha- not have a job potentially. It's not, it's gonna hurt them before it hurts the higher ups. Exactly, that's the thing. Number four, Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer likely not playable until after 2021. This is from IGN's Matt Kim. On the heels of today's news that Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed to September, CD Projekt Red's leadership also confirmed that the planned multiplayer should not be expected until after 2021. Following today's announced wait, oh, that's the same paragraph, to which CD Projekt Red says the mode should not be expected for a couple of years. Quote, Given the expected release of Cyberpunk 2077 in September, and speaking of a series of events we expect to occur after that date, 2021 appears unlikely as a release date for the Cyberpunk multiplayer, says Michael Nowakowski of CD, uh, CD Projekt Red's member of the board and SVP of business development. Wait, wait, wait. Yo. Given the expected release of Cyberpunk 2077 in September, and speaking of a series of events we expect to occur after that date... 
2021 appears unlikely as a release. So you're telling me you're not working on a Xbox Series X and PS5 version or some type of enhancements? That's a good point. Like, what's, what's you talking even, about? I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that quote right there. A series of events we expect to occur after that day. That's an interesting way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could they could mean updates for the game. Yeah, true, yeah. true. But, yeah, that's an, that is an interesting way to put it. Now, Mikowski also confirmed that the AAA title, CD Projekt Red, is developing in parallel to Cyberpunk 2077 is the Cyberpunk multiplayer. Players have wondered about Cyberpunk's 2077's multiplayer since it was revealed at E3, and while CD Projekt Red said it was exploring the mode, the studio officially confirmed multiplayer in September 2019. It also confirmed Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer wouldn't be available at launch, but we finally received confirmation it likely won't be ready for another couple years. Tim, what do you think Cyberpunk 2077's multiplayer could be? If you had to guess, if you had to predict... I don't know, but I think it's an attempt to GTA Online this bitch. Really? That'd <laughs> I mean, be crazy. I mean, my thing is, like, I think to a, a lesser degree, and I don't think it's going to eventually turn into this thing where it's like it totally changes what the core game is, like GTA Online did. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely think that this is them being like, all right, we're, we're building this huge world. How can we keep people in it, right? And, like, maybe GTA Online is, like, a bit not the right thing maybe more of like a mmorpg type thing of like trying to get people in to to keep the world going yeah. for years to come but like you got to imagine they're like all right look what we did with witcher 3 and like it is critically acclaimed people love it it got people in to play a type of game that mo that not most that a lot of people wouldn't typically be interested in mm-hmm. but it was so good that people couldn't not give it a shot right yeah they're now doing Cyberpunk, which I think is going to have the pedigree of Witcher and like the critical acclaim of Witcher, but with an aesthetic that speaks to many more people. Mm. That I feel like people are going to be like, I'm willing to give this thing a shot just because it looks cool. Yeah. Right. And then they're going to be playing a game and they're like, fuck, this is awesome. How do you then, once the single player is done, keep them coming back, keep them going and try to get this game to make, to break the next decade's most sold list? Because I think that it does have a chance. Yeah. If you have that multiplayer, you need that multiplayer. Man, that's real. I didn't even think about that angle. I was thinking like a first person shooter mode, or mm. like I mean, it's a first. The game is going to be first person, but like an FPS competitive kind of thing. Mm. Um, but I like. I think I like your idea better. I think that's more important because like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is going to be an RPG, obviously. And I think with the systems you have there, it's easier to kind of make like a quest based like co op thing with your friends as mm-hmm. opposed to just like a straight up like first person shooter i haven't i mean i don't know how well or how good it feels to play cyberpunk i don't know if it feels like a like a fps like i don't know if it feels as good as a call of duty or an apex legends i, I imagine it doesn't because it has so much going on uh it's kind of like a conversation we had about outer worlds uh i think earlier this week or i think it was last week actually but uh yeah i think i think you're on to something i mean imagine if they made cyberpunk and it's freaking awesome and everyone falls in love with it and it's critically acclaimed and it sells well and everybody wants more and then you do Fallout seventy six right. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. That, I, I think that, that that's the goal. Yeah. Well, Tim, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven's multiplayer, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Yeah. But that so far away. So far away. If I wanted to know what is coming to Mom and Grop shops today. Where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we have Far Out for Xbox One, 
Dragon Ball Z Kakarot for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Once again, check out our first impressions on that. Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE Encore for Switch. Hovership Havoc for Xbox One. Red Bow for Switch. So Many Me Extended Edition for Switch. Adventure Pinball Bundle for Switch. Revenant March for PC and Mac. Area or Aria Pathway to Dawn for PC. Lena's Inception for PC. Tower of God One Wish for PC. And then new dates, Iron Man VR has been pushed to May 15th. Deal of the day, Borzin00 writes in and says, Good morning. I just, wanted, I just want to shout out a deal of the day. Humble has for $25 maybe the best collection of PC games, and it 100% supports the animals and wildlife affected by the, by the fire raging in Australia. If you, if you want a distraction... If you want a distraction from doing taxes and support a good cause, this this is a good week for it. Some highlights are one of the best Metroidvania games I've ever played, Hollow Knight, Duck Game, Void Bastards, Mr. Shifty, and Death Squared. Even if you even if you aren't doing taxes on a PC, then still maybe pick <laughs> up this package and give the codes away or save them for when you decide maybe maybe my taxes need to be ray traced and upgrade your tax box because mo- because while most wildlife in Australia might want to kill you, they still deserve to be saved. So there you go. Deal of the day. There you go. Now it is time for reader mail. You can write into patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. Between between hitting the gym, eating cleaner, eating cleaner, not eating cleaner, uh, or learning a new skill, there are a lot of ways we can better ourselves in the new year. But I can't think of one that's more important than starting the year off tackling high interest credit card debt. My friends at Upstart.com are here to help. Upstart is a revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter ways to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart believes you are more than just your credit credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate. The best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most of the pe- most people get their funds the very next business day. That's the next day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything to one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry up to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Hurry up to upstart.com slash kf games to find out how low your upstart rate is let me also tell you about hymns you've heard us talk about hymns and how they're helping guys look their best if you haven't yet it's time to see what they're all about there's a problem out there 66 percent of men start to lose their hair by age 35 once you've noticed thinning hair it can be too late is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards any bald spots yet let me tell you i've started dealing with my hairline receding and it's not fun if I knew about hymns a few years ago, it could have made a world of difference. The best, way, the best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. Just like Andy and Nick have been doing, man. Really? It's been working. Oh, yeah, man. For years now, they've been using this stuff. Yeah. And have you seen Andy? Dude, hair it's is luscious. Head of hair, man. Looking like a snack. Gotta love snack it. Snack number two in this office. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love man. You so much, bless. The best, way to prevent, uh, the best way to prevent more hair loss, like I said, is to do something about it while you still have some. It's time to get a handle on those precious locks. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. 
Hims is helping guys be the best versions of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. Hims was created by a guy who knows that some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. No more awkward in-person doctor's visits or long pharmacy lines. 4HIMS connects you to, to real-life doctors online, which could save you hours. Completely confidential and discreet. Answer a few quick questions a doctor will review, and if they determine it's right for you, they, they can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Try HIMS today by starting out, starting out with a free online visit. Go to 4hims.com slash gamesdaily. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash gamesdaily. 4hims.com slash gamesdaily. Prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See, full, see website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy. Remember, that's 4hims.com slash gamesdaily. And lastly, we're brought to you by Quip. Quip, makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, wants you to know the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It's simply this, that if you have good habits, you're good. That means brushing for two minutes twice a day and flossing regularly. No matter what brand you use, Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a, with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three, every three months with free shipping, so your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you go to, if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games. Spelt G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Quip, the good habits company. It's true. All of it. Uh, while you were doing that, nanobiologist mm. in the You're Wrong section sent us a couple uh, breaking news stories oh. that I wanted to look at real quick. Barrett, go. can you bring up what I sent? Assets, please. Um, at a, a VR conference over in China, the uh, China president of HTC Vive was given a, a little presentation, um, and he had some slides. Can you bring up that slide, please? Yes, yes. So bring it up, please. Um, these are just some of the things that he talked about. Oh, 606 depth of field becomes new AOI standard. I don't know if that's depth of field. I'm just guessing. It's probably not. Natural UI, blah, blah, blah. B2B adoption. Mm-hmm. Valve Half-Life Alex slash Left 4 Dead 3. Whoa. Will drive consumer and AAA studio interest. Whoa. Now, hey, this is definitely not a confirmation by any means. But this is the president of Vive in China. LFD3. Wow. In VR. Which we all kind Which, of expected. Did we expect this? Yeah, I left mean, I think that if I think everyone expected if we got another Left 4 Dead, it would be in VR. Really? I didn't. I didn't. I wouldn't even thought that was. It's been a rumored thing. for a long time. Interesting. But anyway, again, not a confirmation, but that's exciting. We'll mm, see. Mm. What bullshit stuff. do you? You Barrett Courtney just had that look on his face like he has some bullshit to say. Uh, someone brought up in the the chat of like Portal Three in VR. I'm calling it, and that's just like I don't want that. You don't want, want Portal 3? Well, 
No. I don't want to throw up in VR. Do, yeah, do you remember what Portal 1 and 2 fucking but still, feel like? like? They could design around VR, that. Dude. The no. thing, though, is Make that I just want to fucking play a normal video game, and it's just Portal. The thing Make that me the, vomit. Make they me did vomit. say, um, uh, Daniel Dwyer did an interview with the people working on Half-Life Alex, and they talked about wanting to do Portal VR, but they said that they couldn't be, for that exact reason. Yeah, like, we can't you don't, make it work. Yeah, we can't make it work without people getting sick because Portal's all about flinging yourself all around the place. And then fling uh, yourself. The, yeah. the other story that um, uh, an nanobiologist sent over to us is from videogameschronicle.com. It's an exclusive. Ubisoft revamps editorial team to make its games more unique. Interesting. This is another thing I'm going to put as a required reading. So go to videogameschronicle.com and go check it out. Um, but I will read a couple of highlights here. Ubisoft will announce plans to restructure the influential creative team, which steers the direction of all its games following a difficult year for the publisher. Uh, it was the editorial team that drove the company towards open world and systemic games, pushed online elements, and insisted that its narratives had a thematic basis in the real world, but avoided taking a political stance. Uh, quote, we are reinforcing our editorial team to be more agile and better accompany our development teams around the world as they create the best gaming experiences for players. A key goal of the editorial team's restructuring is to make Ubisoft's software lineup more varied. In the past, Ubisoft has been accused of including similar features in too many of its games, uh, and it, the CEO, our boy Eves, said in October it would make an effort to differentiate them. Um, where was this? It is believed that by spreading the editorial's responsibilities across a group of leaders, the team can bring a more distinct identity to their respective games. VGC was also told that simply expanding the group's resources and giving it some presence outside of Paris could have just as much of positive impact. Previously, every game would be assigned to at least one line designer and line producer, which would oversee the project from Paris and provide editorial guidelines. However, they wouldn't have atomic... Autonomy, Jesus, mm. uh, to offer their own guidelines and ultimately follow the CE, CCO's direction. Uh, one anonymous source told VGC in the previous system that editorial had, there were often the ideas of just one or two people getting put into every game. That's why you tended to see such similarity because it's the same taste and opinion being replicated. This is cool. Yeah. This is, this is dope awesome. news. I hope that this gets picked up and a bit more widespread. Yeah. No, that all sounds really cool. Interesting. Yeah. Video games are cool, man. Video games are cool. Marcus Hutchins writes in and says, Hey, guys, I'd love to know, what do you think each other's Game of the Year will be? What do you think the other KF employees' Game of the Year will be? And Woo! what do you think your own Game of the Year will be? What's good games, what's good games did this recently? And I thought this was fun. I Damn, think, this is a fan. Yeah, this is a great question. question. I'm excited for this. I think my own top three Game of the Year's will be Breath of the Wild 2. Keep dreaming. Oof. I don't know if that game's going to come out this year. I'm Amen. not, hey, not going to hope for it. I'm hoping for it. I yeah. believe. I fucking believe, Nintendo. I just can't take any more disappointment. I just got... This has been, this has been a week of delays, and Lord knows. Honestly, though, the games industry kind of needs a win. It does. So Breath of the Wild 2 coming out. Let's go, dude. 2020, Year Dreams 2. Hollow Knight, Silk Song, and Cyberpunk 2077, him talking about his own top three. He says, keep up the great work. Uh, or they... Yeah, let's see. They, keep up the great work and have a great weekend. Blessing is an awesome addition. Thank you, uh, Marcus. This is a fucking fantastic yeah. question. So, who, wh- what will be blessings game of the Ooh. year? I'm gonna guess yours is gonna be Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, you already seem all, all in on it. I mean, that's I'm, absolutely gonna be your game of the year. I'm all in, and if it if it succeeds at at what it's going for, I can't imagine it not being my. The, game uh, the game. only reason, like uh, for me thinking about you, is like either FF7 or RE3, and the only reason I knew no probably won't be RE3 is because the original you weren't super into. Yeah. So They would have to significantly change RE3 for it, it to be up there for me. Mm-hmm. My thing is Cyberpunk. I really think that it, it has the chance to... 
I think it'll be- definitely be like in your top five. But as you've said before, cyberpunk of like what it actually is isn't really a Tim. Yeah, Betty's and that's my game. thing. Is like, I but know I mean, you. I know that's you... the thing. Is I feel like that is what would allow me. That I would give that my game of the year if it introduced me to something I've never done before. Yeah. Like I remember when I first played uh, Fire Emblem: Path of Radiance mm. uh, when it came out. That was my game of the year that year, just because yeah. I was like, I didn't know a game like this existed. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was the same with uh, with me and Persona Five, where Persona Five was my game of the year over Breath of the Wild because Persona you? Five, you know, was like a completely new thing for me, and you know, Breath of the Wild is, you know, how dare you? <laughs> There's just a lot I of walking and shit. There's not enough anime friendship. Fighting gods and taking down the you all. You just need to live your life different, dude. Just that's that's my. Real, I'm look. Life. I play video games for escape. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have anime friends in real Barrett life. Barrett plays video games for friendship. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have no friends. But all right, all right, let's see. You. I don't know. I don't know. Really? It's a wild card, man. Yeah. Because you know, your your game of the year for 2019 was a game that, like, shadow dropped, you know? Like, who fucking True. knows, you know? True. But it was yeah. also the best game of the year. Apex uh, Legends. Eh, was it? Yeah. Okay. More people should have if, had if, that opinion. Uh, okay. <sighs> As, as so far, See, as I think I know what mine will, will be. I think Barrett's will be Persona Five Royal if that counts. Yeah, th- that was my thing. It's like all of like my possible game of the years are either games that have been released before or games that don't quite exist yet. Like mm. if Ra- Breath of the Wild Two does come out, maybe that's up there. If like this Batman game fucking exists and actually comes out this year, who the fuck knows? WB Montreal, stop torturing me. Um, mm. Like maybe that might be my game of the year. Persona Five no. Royal, does that count? Because it's like it's the same this, game. It's but pretty much the count. same uh, game. Okay. Is that, I mean, if that doesn't count. If that doesn't mm. count, and with the games that have already been announced, I think Cyberpunk will be up there. I think Final Fantasy might be up there. Um, I'd be surprised if Doom wasn't up there. Um, you like that, the Doom 2016? I, I did. I never beat it, though. Oh, man. Uh, I know. But I got through like a significant amount of it. and I, I But everything that they've shown me in this game, it's like, oh, shit, this, this seems like it's going to keep my intention, uh, attention the entire time. And that's actually my guess for you as far as games uh, announced. Doom Eternal? Is Doom Eternal. I don't think so. No? <laughs> <laughs> like, cause Doom, what, Doom came out in 2016? Yeah. And I don't think... Like, Doom would probably be my top five 20, 2016, but I can think of a couple other games. So what, where's your head at? What do, you, what do you think for you? For me... Probably cyberpunk, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. like I don't. Want, such a, it's basic, it's neat, but oh wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. Forgetting about Last of Us. <laughs> no, and that's what I was saying. I think and, Greg and, Miller's yeah. easily will be Last easy, of Us. Yeah. We're talking about other people in the, in the office. Yeah, I'd be shocked if his game of the year. Yeah, isn't Greg, last of us. Greg's I think will be Last of Us. I for me, Final Fantasy VII. It's it's game to lose. Like mm-hmm. that game from everything I've seen from it and experienced from it. Like the amount of times I've went back and watched the the gameplay videos that they've put up just to hear the fucking music, like the arrangements oh, that yeah. they did of the music. It's like yeah. there's so much care being put into making that game like a dream for me. And that's my thing is there's a, I think there's a chance Final Fantasy VII could take it from me. It would have to topple Last of Us and Cyberpunk, which is gonna be really hard. Which is gonna be difficult, but I think that game. I really. Love games with great soundtracks. Yeah. <laughs> like, soundtracks, like, are way highly for me as far as, like, how me into too. a game am I going to get. Mm, and so, like, yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake probably is going to have the best soundtrack of this year, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see. I mean, that could take again, I know it doesn't really count, but Persona 5 Royals coming out this year, so. Yeah, like, but it's going to have, like, a lot of the same music. Yeah, but it'll be some new music. Doom Eternal's soundtrack is going to be great, I yeah, imagine. Yeah, fuck yeah. If it's anything like the first one. I, I've... I'm trying to think of the other guys too now. Like Andy, Andy's another wild card. Who fucking knows? With him? Andy, it, it has to be cyberpunk. Andy's the yeah, most it, cyberpunk oh yeah, motherfucker cyberpunk. I know. One hundred percent. What about Nick? 
What's Nick's uh, game Nick, of the year? Nick, Dude, Nick could I, be the I, one who's Doom Eternal, I imagine. I don't that's, think so. That's really? not a bad guess, though. Or Cyberpunk. I, I, I think Cyberpunk's going to lose Nick eventually. Yeah. I think yeah. he will give it a shot, but I think it's just going to be too big at some point. But Nick is weirdly caught up in games like... Nick gets caught up in like the Far Cry games, yeah, like, yeah, and or like like Nick beat Rage two, <laughs> like what the fuck, you know I what know. I mean? Um, but I, he's Nick's playing Last of Us for the first time uh, this year. Mm. Last of Us one will with be Nick's us. game of the year twenty twenty. <laughs> Last of Us one could be his game of the year, but I I, I bet that Nick will also play Last of Us two, and okay. because of that, and be, Nick's never played a Naughty Dog game. Oh, so it's like yeah. he's going in like fresh to this. I can see Last of Us 2 being the front runner. Here's the thing. That's a good point. Last of Us is a very cinematic game. Nick, does he have the greatest movie opinions? No. Absolutely I can very not. well see Nick being like, well, the story was all right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, the acting yeah. was fine. It was yeah. okay. I, I, I thought Jumps was better. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's uh, Home 3, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to... And uh, Joey's is going to be Animal Crossing. Yeah, Joey's or Persona 5 Royal. No, hers will, she'll put Animal Crossing above Persona 5. Really? Um, yeah, but here's the thing with Joey. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have I'm gonna put a wild card answer out for oh, Joey. Shit. Doom Eternal. <laughs> Doom Eternal. Really? I think so, man. Really? I, 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 and uh. again, it's it's another situation. It's that game to lose yeah. where it's like if it if it hooks her right, I think I think Doom Eternal is gonna be Joey's game. Uh, someone in the chat was mentioning uh, Predator Hunting Grounds uh, for Greg for Nick. Weirdly enough, but oh. I honestly think that might be Greg's <laughs> number two game of the year. I think it'll be his it number will. two. I really do, man. Yeah. He just loves that type of game. Yeah, interesting. Midnight Owl writes in and says, "Hey guys, MPD uh, MPD have released numbers of the year, and they go like this: best selling game of December 2019, Call of Duty Modern Warfare; best selling game of 2019, Call of Duty Modern Warfare; best selling game of the decade, Grand Theft Auto Five." For the best-selling games of the decade, the list contains no console exclusives dominated by Call of Duty. For the best-selling games of the year, the list contains only exclusives by Nintendo. For the best-selling games of December 2019, this list is dominated by Nintendo. Question, are PlayStation are PlayStation still poised to win the next generation? As much as we love PlayStation exclusives, it looks like they do not translate to sales. Death Stranding is not on the list of the best-selling for the month or the year. However, on the list is a lot of third-party games. I'm positive that if we look at the sales numbers, that uh, you will see that any game on their respective lists will be nowhere near the juggernauts that are Call of Duty and Grand Theft Auto V. With the Switch not being powerful enough for third-party third-party games, and Microsoft saying they will not make deals to make any game slash game content console exclusive apart from their own, Sony has free reign of the market to make deals with companies to make their games have ex- exclusivity or exclusive games on their console. If Sony makes deals with Activision again for Call of Duty or and EA or FIFA slash FIFA 2K or NBA 2K, all of those gigantic fan bases are almost guaranteed to buy the PS5 over the Xbox. Should Microsoft go back on their word and try to sign some exclusivity deals? Hope everyone is, ha- is well and blessings to all. Midnight Owl. There's a lot in there. There's a lot in there. No, Xbox shouldn't do that. They should double down on the vision that they have of Game Pass and you just play Xbox games wherever the fuck you want to play Xbox games. Uh, the PlayStation thing, it's like, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to compete with the best selling games of all time. Uh, th- those games sell extremely well. For exclusive sell extremely well, yeah. Um, and they continue to over the the life cycle of the console. Um, so I, I think that PlayStation needs to just keep its strategy up. And yeah. it's like when you look at the sales of the exclusive PlayStation games, they're all very high. 
Uh, even mm-hmm. the like the lower end, even the more niche ones, like when it's exclusive, like that, it gives it an added boost. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have the third party things. And John Drake for years over at PlayStation was kind of the guy heading up those third party deals, like making sure that the Call of Duty was going to have that extra oomph, the you know the exclusivity here or there to sway people over to, to PlayStation over Xbox, and it fucking worked. Like it's crazy that Call of Duty shifted from Xbox to PlayStation mm. last generation and it's because of those things. Um they need to continue that to 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 keep that momentum going uh into next year. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think this also goes back to the conversation we had earlier in this show about, you know, exclusives aren't necessarily only to sell copies. They're also to sell consoles, right? And so, and so I don't think I think Last of Us or God of War or whatever game not being in the top 10 for the decade doesn't really mean much to PlayStation because one they're exclusive so they're not going to sell as much as you know a lot of the other bigger games also like they're single player also um yeah also they're all on one platform like yeah I mean were you on the show yesterday no I wasn't it was did they talk about Horizon coming to PC yes they did okay Okay. yeah it's like that to me is a a great example where it's like it's good that it's coming to PC especially Mm -hmm. now like it's like you you want to get that oomph of the exclusive but at some point it's like you want to make more money you want to keep the game going and also going into horizon 2 you want as many people to play horizon 1 as possible so that when they go into the ps5 they're like i guess i gotta buy the ps5 because i want horizon 2 and i don't want to wait for the pc version eventually yeah now it's time to squat up let's do it man josh writes in and says what's up blessing and tim i'm a lapsed monster hunter world player who put in around 100 hours on ps4 when the game first came out but have now transitioned to pc i just beat the main story and will be hopping into iceborne soon and would like some help hunting some monsters after we're done doing our taxes what's with everybody in taxes today it's, it's tax PC, season man. Yeah. and it's, i it guess is tax it is tax season, season. Yeah. i mainly it's play uh, I, I mainly play Charge Blade. If anyone wants to help me out, add me on Steam. J Hugs. J Hugs. J Hugs. All one word. Really quick, I just wanted, uh, like, uh, on the show officially, I was in the chat talking to one nanobiologist, and we have made an official pizza bet, so I want to make it official on the show. Oh. Uh, we're betting, uh, nanobiologist thinks that the Harry Potter game, that this unofficial, possibly leaked Harry Potter game, is going to come out before WB Montreal's Batman game. So we have a pizza bet going. Oh. So if Harry Potter uh if the Harry Potter game comes out before the Batman game, I have to get nanobiologists a pizza. And this is nanobiologist words. If the Batman game comes before the Harry Potter game, the nanobiologist gets all of us pizza. So there you go. Oh, oh. it's a lot of pizza. It's a lot it's of pizza. A, it's I hope he knows what he's uh I know. himself into. He's very confident in this bet and I think he's silly for it. But I respect it. Let's get into your wrong. The nanobiologist writes in and says, Minecraft was released as a beta in May 17th, 2019, and it had a full release in November 18th, 2011. There you go. Minecraft at Alpha Alpha launch was worth $13, then went up to $20 on December 22nd, 2010. And then... Robbie Rob's saying that there were two single-player games on the list, uh, Skyrim and Breath of the Wild. Cool. We were saying it was just Skyrim. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and then Arvel says 60OF means 6 degrees of freedom. Whoa. This is a method for calibrating the camera with respect to the surroundings in a 3D dimensional space. Dude, 6 degrees of freedom sounds like a Spike Lee film. <laughs> 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 Yo, I'd watch that. Um, of course, I mean, that pretty much does it for the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much. Uh, let's get into the post show. And until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve. What a-